When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong, but Michael Jackson, I'm bad for Zach Wilson. Oh, (laughs) we are Unsportsmanlike, literally and figuratively here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA is on ESPN Radio, Sixers and Cavs tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We'll get to the Jets in a second and the move they made yesterday. But, of course, the main topic today that we've been discussing all show long, if you missed any of our 6 a.m. Eastern hour, you can go back later on the ESPN app and listen back to our uh, podcast. And that is Philly beating Kansas City. Monday Night Football, game you saw on ESPN 21-17. And the Eagles came from 10 points back, 16-6. Um, excuse me, 17-7, right, was the score at that point. And they yep. came back from um, uh, 10 points back and ended up winning this game. Kansas City does not score in the second half. Third straight game. They don't score a touchdown in the second half of their game. Tons of drops late. Everybody's going to talk about the Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop in the end zone on that final drive to potentially win the game. Also, the, jo- uh, the drop by Watson on the fourth down. And also, got to be fair, Kelsey had an early drop on that drive as well. Two red zone turnovers, one by Mahomes, one by Kelsey, and give the Eagles all the credit, CC, for the win last night. Your your quick overview take of this game that we saw last night, which obviously we're going to dive further into with Jeff Saturday in about 15 minutes. Yeah, these are the two best teams in football, and they will be playing on conference championship game weekend as long as they're healthy. That That was my big takeaway. I know people are panicking about the Chiefs. I'm not. I mean, this defense is what sets the floor for them. They will be in – the championship rounds, it's just a matter of whether or not those receivers are going to round in the form. That will determine whether or not they're holding up the Lombardi to win back-to-back championships. On the other side of it, the Philadelphia Eagles, you, you saw what Jalen Hurts and that offense is when they're healthy. Even when they took away A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith stepped up and made the plays in the second half and in the fourth quarter to set up go-ahead points. So credit where credit is due. They were good in the red zone. Defensively, they were good with the takeaways. And I think that's something that Philadelphia can hang their hat on as they move into uh, the, 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 the December-style, playoff-style football. So I, I, I liked what I saw from both teams. I liked what I saw from both team as, teams as well. I still think they're the top two teams in the NFL. But my big takeaway from this was that the Chiefs just have not looked right all season long to me. They've certainly found a way. The defense has been outstanding. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Travis Kelsey. It's still Andy Reid. But there's just a vulnerability about them this year that hasn't really existed for me in years past. And you're not used to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs offense with those drops, with those red zone turnovers. You're not used to them not scoring points in the second half and always finding a way. So I'm wondering if this is the year that those vulnerabilities and those self-inflicted wounds come back to bite them in some way. But guys, as I'm even saying this, I'm then thinking about the opposition that they'll have to face in the AFC. And there's no Joe Burrow. 
Josh Allen is not looking like the version of Josh Allen that has been a problem at times for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are still in the mix. You don't really know about the Jacksonville Jaguars or or the Miami Dolphins, but it just doesn't feel like they have a huge obstacle in their way, maybe outside of Baltimore. But I still think that maybe this is the year that, that we see them stumble in the playoffs. Interesting. Very fair all around. I'll give you this in terms of my takeaway. I'll say that we probably have to stop saying, well, we haven't seen the Eagles' best game yet. They just went on the road at Kansas City. Like, I don't I don't care what it looks like. They just went on the road and won at Kansas City. And great franchises, historically, find ways of getting guys that other franchises don't find ways of getting. The trade deadline is passed. There's theoretically no way of Kansas City adding a receiver. Yet, I don't know who, but I am convinced they're going to find a way of adding a receiver between now and the playoffs to help Patrick Mahomes a little bit here. I don't know if it means a guy is released. They talk a guy out of retirement. I don't know what the heck it is, but they'll find a way to get someone. I, I, I don't know how, but that's what great franchises do in all sports. All right, now, we saw big news, and we're going to get back to that with Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, in about 10 minutes. We saw big news yesterday. We saw a, a quarterback change with AQB. In New York with Robert Sala and the Jets benching Zach Wilson. Now, benching him not only to the backup, but to the third string. And Robert Sala was a guest on the Michael K. Show, 98.7 ESPN New York. And he explained why he made the QB change now. Over the last couple of weeks, have been just trying to make changes along the offense. And, you know, we did some things at the running back position, receivers, tight ends, O-line, and uh, even moved the coordinator up to the box. And we're now trying the quarterback to see if we can uh, do something a little bit different there. So it's like I've said, everyone's kind of had their hand in the cookie jar, and we're just trying to find the best way to get the offense moving in the right direction. Well, a question was asked by the K-Show, has Zach thrown his last pass as a Jet? I will address that in the off season. You know, I'm, you never know what might happen over the next course, of the course of the next six games or eight, seven, whatever we have left. And now, also, uh, why didn't the team have an experienced backup, a more experienced backup, when Rodgers went down? That's a fair question. When you look at the overall body of work for Zach on the field, I get it. You know, there's a lot to be desired, and, and most, most of it was a confidence issue. It's not an arm talent issue. It's not an athleticism issue. And we felt like if we can get him the redshirt year that we never gave him in year one, he'd have the opportunity to grow and be the quarterback that I think we all believe he's capable of being. I don't think anyone anticipated Aaron going down in four plays. I think worst case scenario in anyone's mind would have been that he plays a few games and Zach at least gets to observe and watch Aaron handle the huddle, handle game week, handle preparation, handle practice, handle the communication with his teammates, handle the sideline, and he can absorb and take it all in, how he studies tape, how he rehab and regen and all that good stuff, and he missed it. We never, He never got to see that opportunity. He never got to see that happen, and so you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but it, it was a collective uh, decision and that we see the talent, we see the athletic we see the work ethic. If we could just get him that the retro year, we we felt like he could be the quarterback that he could be. All right, that's all courtesy of 98.7 ESPN in New York, our sister station. Of course, you can hear us on 1050 AM in New York. CC, this drives me crazy, the last part. Redshirt, by definition, means you're not playing. If you're going to redshirt him, then redshirt him. Meaning when Rodgers goes down, a redshirt in theory is not eligible to play unless you take them off of the redshirt. They took him off the redshirt. Why? But, I mean, they didn't have any other options, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers wanted any other viable options. And that's what it comes down to because the K-Show asked him a couple of weeks ago why hadn't he considered a quarterback change, why haven't they tried Tim Boyle or somebody else, and he pled the fit. Well, he pleaded the fit, excuse me. So I, I think it's a situation where 
it's clear that Rob Sala is not the one making these decisions, yet he's framing it as it being a collective. Now, I don't know if he's trying to be the shield for Joe Douglas, the general manager, or for the owner, Woody Johnson, but what's becoming increasingly obvious is that the coaching staff and the guys in the locker room don't want Zach as their quarterback. The only problem that I have with them making this decision now is the fact that the season is over with. There's nothing that you can do. There's no season to be saved. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that That's the part that I have an issue with. If you had done this three weeks ago, maybe you have a chance to salvage something, to make something of your season. But you don't. And I think that defense showed you. They, they, they hung in there as long as they could. But guys in the second half of that game up in Buffalo let go of the rope a little bit. And you saw that spill over to some arguments on the sidelines. I, I just... It frustrates me to no end for them to make this change now when it could have actually made a difference had they done something earlier, if they had gone out and tried to get a Josh Dobbs before the trade deadline. There were other quarterbacks to be had, and for the Jets to sit on their hands and to roll with Zach Wilson when you had an old, a mountain of evidence that shows you he's not a good NFL quarterback, I just it's inexcusable to me. It's franchise malpractice. And I don't want to hear anything that Rob Sala or Joe Douglas or anybody from the Jets brass has anything to say when it comes to the quarterback spot. Yeah, it was a gross miscalculation on their part because the potential is intoxicating. You know that he was drafted high. You had a lot invested in him. The talent was there, as Rob Sala said. But you also had the evidence that he wasn't the guy, which is why you went out and got Aaron Rodgers. But it all kind of comes back to the same place for me, guys, which is they gave Aaron Rodgers all the power and he – has dictated so much of how this team operates. And give him all all the credit for being a galvanizing force, a transformative figure in this organization. And that's all amazing until it all goes up in flames and you didn't have a backup plan. And they could have gone out and added another guy or protected themselves at the quarterback position, but they also didn't want to do anything to rock the boat with Aaron Rodgers. And while I understand that you want to be deferential to him because of the way that he's transformed your organization, you still have a lot of other guys that you need to account for and a lot of other talent on that team. And I'll go back to the word I used at the beginning of this. It was a miscalculation on their part, and I'm sure if they could go back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. they would have approached this a little differently. When we keep saying that Aaron Rodgers galvanized the team and transformed the team, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, he's hurt. They're four and six. They were seven and ten last year. They're going to end up basically in the same spot, right? But it, fi- it felt Are different they? when he was there, right? Okay, maybe they're going to be worse, right? Fair, yeah. And by the way, here's you know what the scariest part of yesterday was around the Jets conversation. What we just played with Salah from the Michael K show on, on ESPN New York is scary in itself. But I saw people saying, "Well, Tim Boyle's getting the start over Trevor Simeon, who has more accomplishments in this league." And the reason they say he was getting the start. Is because he's more comfortable in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Arguably the single worst offensive coach in the... I'd rather have Matt Patricia coordinating my offense than Nathaniel Hackett. I, seriously, I'd rather have Matt Patricia, who was a defensive coach, who was a disaster last year in New England. Nathaniel Hackett was horrific in Denver, has been horrific in New York, and now we want somebody to start because he's familiar with Nathaniel Hackett? That's what we're doing here? I thought when 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 he got benched, I was waiting for the next piece of news. All right, Trevor Simeon's going to start, most notably from the Broncos years ago, right? It's mm-hmm. not like he's Peyton Manning, but he's someone of accomplishment. 
Tim Boyle's the guy, CC. That's where they're going here? But Tim Boyle's not the guy, and they right, know, know he's that. not yeah, the guy. Exactly. They're making a change for change's sake, but my point is this. If you, if you thought that this could happen, if this was on the board, which I don't know how it couldn't be based on everything we've seen from Zach since he came into the league in 2021, why would you not go out and fortify the, the quarterback position? Again, you could have had Josh Dobbs. What did Josh Dobbs go for? A fifth-round pick from Minnesota? You could have went out and spent that for Josh Dobbs and brought him over. It cost you nothing, and it's not as if his presence would loom large and get in the way of Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it would. I, I wouldn't think it, it, it should, but I guess my whole point is Josh Dobbs has shown you that he's a competent NFL quarterback and that he can win games. If you can win a damn game playing quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, you can win games in this league. Uh, and so you could have went out and got that option, which is clearly an upgrade for what Zach Wilson is or anybody else on your roster. You didn't do that, which is selling your locker room out the dry, and most notably the guys on the defensive side of the ball. Those dudes deserve better based on how they've played this season, and the organization failed them by not going out and addressing the quarterback position sooner. And there is no such thing as an overpay for a guy like Josh Dobbs. And the reason I say that is because if you were to have given a third-round pick, which nobody was offering Arizona for a Josh Dobbs, what you're saying is, is it worth a third-round pick to let Aaron Rodgers play again this season? Because you're putting yourself in a position where now you're going to have to have that divide with Aaron Rodgers, where you're going to say, we stink. We are three, four games under 500. You cannot come back. And he's going to say, well, I want to come back. And you know what happens here with the Jets? That somehow they have some sort of beef with Aaron Rodgers. Watch that as a thing. Or they just let him play before he's ready, and that becomes a problem. This has been a mess from start to finish here. And yet again, the Jets are just the Jets. As simple as that. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, will join us. We'll talk Chiefs, Eagles, and go around the league with him. Coming up next, we're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Jeff Saturday is here. ESPN NFL analyst, you'll see him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. All right, last night, we build it as the game of the year. Super Bowl mm. rematch, maybe a Super Bowl preview. Yeah. 
Are you still ready to say it could be a Super Bowl preview Absolutely. after Philly's win? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, if, if you looked at the game last night, they, they, the Chiefs had every opportunity to close that game out, and they just didn't find a way. I mean, I think that, um, you know, give Howie Roseman his flowers, man. I mean, he goes against Bayard. You know, Roby makes a huge play, knocks the ball out um, of Travis Kelsey, and then the, the, the pick that Bayard has down in the end zone. I, I wish the Chiefs would have made a move to get a true – one slash two receiver. I know they're trying to develop the second round picks, but man, uh, you you saw that and and you know just glaring. I mean, Devontae Smith when they shut out or, or close out AJ Brown, Devontae Smith becomes a hero, man. And um, but again, these two teams, they they both. It, it, to me, it was as build. The drops killed it because you lose so much momentum in football when you see you know, plays that should be made. Um, and so that that makes it tough to watch, right, five drops in one game. And well, I think it was three or four in the last drive, which is just awful and uh, just painful to watch. But th- both those teams are, 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 you know, plenty good enough to be, to be dancing in February. Yeah, to, plenty good enough, but to actually do it is not something that happens very often in the NFL. As a matter of fact, it's only happened once, 93, with the Cowboys and the Bills. So, yeah. Jeff, if I were to tell you that one of these teams wouldn't get back to the big game, who would be that team? I'd say the Chiefs, and, and I, I'd probably go either the Ravens, Dolphins, um, you know, like Dark Horse, maybe the the Jags slash Texans, but that that you know when I, when you build the AFC as as high as we had throughout the season with all the injuries to QBs, um, you know, with Aaron Rodgers going out and now Burrow going out, and you're just kind of seeing. I, I would say those teams are kind of in the mix. I like the Browns. I just you know when you have a you know when you have the quarterback issues they've had and the injuries as good as their defense is, I find it tough. In the in the AFC to go match point, so um, but yeah, that's that's where I'd be right there, Chris. Is that you know because to me that's just the the, the Chiefs are still the they're, they're still the best team in the AFC. They just didn't they, you mm-hmm. know they just didn't do enough last night. If the Chiefs do get there, even though they have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, is it fair to say we think that their defense might be the unit that gets them there? Absolutely, without a you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Really, if you if you looked at last night, they bailed them out last night. I mean, you know the turnovers they bailed them out. Um, you know, keep them in the game. You you saw the defense getting after uh, Philadelphia and 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 making play after play. The the issue is going to be a hundred percent offensively for the Chiefs, which we never thought you would have said with Andy Reid being there and Patrick Mahomes being there. But I think it shows you players. At the end of the day, it's still players in this game. As as good as you can scheme it, guys have to make plays. And uh, Mahomes made plenty, and and the guys around him did not. To me, um, you know, Veach, who's the the general manager of of the Chiefs, that's why everybody was pressing at the trade deadline for him to go grab somebody because. It's it's you know Roseman makes that move to Bayard who makes the pick in the end zone. It's those moves when you're really that good that separate that win, right? I mean, it's, and, it, and it's it's not just scheme, right? I mean, did, could Mahomes throw a better ball? Sure. Could Watson have kind of spread that out and run to the corner? Sure. But that's not always going to happen in football. But but the players, when the plays are there, the, the, the ones that are – the layups don't miss the layups. Man, the Chiefs missed a lot of layups. Mm-hmm. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you, Jeff Saturday, joining us ESPN NFL analyst. Do we need to stop saying the Eagles haven't played their best game yet? They just one on the road to Kansas City. No, yeah, yeah, we need to stop saying it. I mean, this is the thing everybody talks about that, that you know, what have the Eagles really done? They just win. 
That's what they do. They just win. That's and then that's all that matters. They just go win the games. Like close them out however you have to. And again, the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense to Michelle's point is legit. And they brought and they made changes and they did things. And the Eagles had the response when they took away AJ Brown. What did they? And Dallas Goddard is out. Right. What do they do? Hertz runs the ball, has the QB runs in the second half, right? He starts doing those things. They go to Devontae Smith, who makes an incredible catch to get down to the one-yard line, right? Going back into the DB, they find other players to step in. That's that's what this game is all about, and that's what they are doing to make it difficult for teams to catch them. So do you if you if you don't play your best and you still keep beating everybody, that means you're really freaking good, and that's what they are. They are really good, and and you saw it again. It was on display. I thought last night's game was fantastic. Trashy weather, you know, not not you know everybody wanted to see a hundred points. That didn't happen like the Super Bowl, where you know thirty eight, thirty five, or whatever. But man, it was a heck of a ball game. Um, and again, you see the error or, or, or the difficulties for the Chiefs. Same second half issues, right? They jumped up twenty one nothing to Miami. End up Miami could have won that game. Uh, I forget where they're they're somewhere overseas. And then last night, same thing. You play these good teams. The Eagles, you know, they're down what ten with three minutes left or four minutes left in the in the third quarter. They find ways when the Chiefs got to find a way to close games out and that that's going to be their issue Jeff sometimes less is more more often than not less is less and that's exactly what we got from Kenny Pickett in the Steelers passing game on Sunday against the Browns I I didn't think we'd live in a world where Pickett would be outdueled by DTR but that's exactly (laughs) what happened and and I gotta ask this question because I, I I get that he's a young quarterback you've been a player in the National Football League you've worn a head coaching hat in the NFL I mean, a week after Mike Tomlin says that we need more from Kitty Pickett, he goes out and he averages 2.5 yards per pass play. Yeah. I just, at what point do you consider benching Kenny Pickett if you're Mike Tomlin? Yeah, th- th- this is getting to that, that point for me, Canty. It's like when you think about where you are offensively and the development that you expected to happen at this point, you know Tomlin wants to play ugly games, right? And that's fair. That, they, he knows that's how they're going to win. But there's a, there's going to come to a point. I thought it came to that point against the Browns. You have to go make that play. I think he threw one ball past the sticks in the game. I think I saw somebody did a story. Literally threw like one pass past you know the the, the first down mark. That's that's a concern. If you're playing that conservative, that's where the issues are. And you're seeing it in the line. Here's the other part too, Canty. You heard Deontay Johnson had issues. Now Najee Harris has it, Najee and I know Harris, Warren. Yeah. You know Warren goes out and lights it up, and um, you know he, he's tearing it up. But but you, you you feel me? Like it's it's when the guys in the locker room start to question it. That's the issue because that that's really what 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 we as fans now don't get to see. But when you're in that locker room, man, that you, you feel you feel that building up. That is a that is a significant issue that had to be dealt with. Speaking of a different feeling in the locker room, Jeff, it certainly feels like that with the Raiders. And I know they're coming off of a loss to the Dolphins, yeah. but does it feel like Antonio Pierce is the guy? I hope so. I, yeah, I'm pulling for AP. Listen, they, they you know they they have looked better. They hung around against Miami, um, which I did not expect them to do. In, in all honesty, and so uh, you know I think he's putting together and and. 
the, the best thing for AP is he's creating an identity there in Las Vegas, and that's what they really need. They needed to find an identity. That's what that's what Josh McDaniels could not do for them. You never knew what they were going to be, and that's kind of what New England was, right? They kind of morphed into whoever they need to be because they had Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, you take away Tom Brady, it, it's easy to morph when you got Tom Brady, you got Peyton Manning, you got Drew Brees, right? Like, mm-hmm. there, there's a reason that all these Hall of Fame coaches they had Hall of Fame QBs, right? Like that all makes sense. They can morph when you don't have that guy. It's hard to do. AP is skipping all that. This is who we're going to be. We're going to be a physical downhill. We're not going to give up big plays. We're going to make some big plays. That's what they're doing to keep around. I like that. As a player, when you walk in the locker room, that is a comfortable feeling because you know, get yourself close. He's going to give you a chance to go make plays and go win games, and that's what they've done so far. I know, like you said, coming off a loss, but man, you can see uh, that this team's got no back down in them. All right, Jeff, let's finish with this. Thursday, Thanksgiving. Saturday, family Thanksgiving. You playing a home game or a road game? And what is the star meal in the Saturday home for Thanksgiving? Oh, man, we're heavy on the turkey. Smoked turkey. Yeah, we can we can deep fry turkey. We can Ooh. go either way. Fantastic. Ooh. We're going to have some ham. Here's a little throw. We is that your to- house? You host? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We host. Yeah, yeah, we host. Big, big, big host. But we had uh, – the other thing is prime rib. Oh. So we have a guest. Oh. We have a guest who brings some prime rib. And I will let you know – Saturday might miss the turkey every now and again and go to that prime rib. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, my palate, you know what I mean? It's just a little bit different. So that's uh, – and everybody brings the sides. It's it's a fan, it's a fantastic And meal. do you have an out time? Do you tell them they have to leave at a certain time if you want to watch a, like a football no, game? No, we're late. We're late starters. Late so, starters. yeah, we're late starters. So it's kind of a hang around till you can't hang around anymore type deal. Well, okay. You just heard it here first. Peyton Manning brings prime rib to the Saturday <laughs> house on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, have fun on Get Up, 8 a.m. Eastern time Saturday. Saturday, I'll be on with Greeny and Company. Coming up, doors open, doors closed last night for AFC and NFC teams after watching that game. We will explain next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, and Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Great win last night by Philly over Kansas City, 21-17. The question becomes, do we look at any doors opening doors closing after last night 
We've said Philly and Kansas City, great chance to get back to the Super Bowl. If you're a Ravens fan, if you're a Cowboys fan, if you're a Lions fan, Niners fan, do you look at that game last night, Jaguars fan, and say, you know what? Maybe, possibly, Smalls, you've been saying all show that the Chiefs just feel different. Did anyone's window open for you last night? I think that if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan this morning, I'm feeling much better about my path to making it to the Super Bowl. And it's still the Kansas City Chiefs. It is still Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that's Steve Spagnolo defense. They're still an outstanding team. But they just don't look like they have the same uh dynamic offense, the same dominant offense that you've seen in the past. There is a a bit of a vulnerability there that hasn't existed for me in years past that I think could be exploited. And so if I'm a Ravens fan this morning, I feel pretty good about my chances. Yeah, as Ravens fans should. Now the question will be whether or not the Ravens are going to be able to wrangle that number one seed because it's a very different thing for that team to be hosting a conference championship game in this hypothetical versus going on the road and playing Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Arrowhead. And we saw what that environment is last night. It's turned up. Not a lot of quarterbacks are going to be able to go in that environment and be able to come out with a win. So I think that's the biggest thing for me when trying to gauge which one of these AFC teams can potentially be a threat to the Chiefs coming out of the AFC and going to the Super Bowl. To me, it would be the team that has the best chance to secure a home field. Because if the Chiefs are able to, you know, go 6-1 and one or 7-0 and oh down the stretch, then the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC is going to go through Arrowhead. And I don't see anybody out there that's going to be able to take care of their business and beat the Chiefs at home under with those stakes. Now, conversely, with the Philadelphia Eagles, they weren't able to stop the run against the Chiefs last night. The Chiefs' pass rush was able to affect uh, Jalen Hurts. That That's tailor-made for a team like San Francisco. And as we sit here today, even after a win last night, the 49ers and not the Eagles have the best chance to get out of the NFC and go to the Super Bowl, according to our FBI. So I, I just think based on how the San Francisco 49ers are built, that they could potentially threaten or challenge the Philadelphia Eagles. So – I say I feel better about the 49ers being able to catch the Eagles slipping into the playoffs as opposed to the Baltimore Ravens or anybody else catching the Chiefs slipping in the AFC. That's just how I see it. Uh, But I I, I don't think there's any question about it after last night's game. These are the two best teams in all of football. CeCe, I'm glad you just said what you said. I watched last night. I think these two teams are awesome. I think it's absurd at times to pick against Patrick Mahomes. All of that said. I am now convinced the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. I am convinced. Mm. When healthy, they are better than both of those teams. I am convinced the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. I see them play. There is nothing in my mind they cannot do. And if Brock Purdy has Trent Williams playing left tackle for him to protect him and just play point guard and let all of the shooters around him shoot, They are going to win the Super Bowl. It's not that I'm unimpressed with Philadelphia. It's not that I'm unimpressed with Kansas City. I am just so unbelievably impressed with San Francisco. When they're on, when they're clicking, when they're healthy, I am convinced they're winning the Super Bowl. I think their window opened big time last night in my mind. I think they're going to do it this year. I think they could have done it last year. They could have done it a couple of years ago. 
This is now the third or fourth chance, basically, that they could have done this. I'm convinced they're going to do it, CeCe. I am. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it, right? When, when they aren't healthy, you're talking about an offense that scores in the teens. When they are, you're talking about an offense that averaged over 30 points a game. I mean, you look at it since the bye week, games against the Jacksonville Jaguars and against the Bucks, they outscored those two comp- opponents by a combined 61 to 17, and Brock Purdy has six touchdowns and no picks. Like, when they have Debo, when they have Ayuk, when they have Kittle, when they have McCaffrey, th- this is – as explosive an offense as you're going to get. And now we're talking about that defense adding some spice with the pass rush in Chase Young. So now you've got a front that features, what, four first-rounders? Nikki Bosa, Chase Young, uh, Javon Kinlaw. I I mean, you know, those. And then you've got the free agent Javon Hargrove. I I mean, you've got – You've got a lot of guys up front that can get after the quarterback. You've got Fred Warren on the back end. I do think it's worth noting that the safety, all pro, Hafunga, has a torn ACL. So we'll see what happens with that and how they manage the back end of that defense. But I I believe in what the San Francisco 49ers are capable of being. It's just a matter of health. I think they depend on health more than any other team when it comes to uh, the, 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 the squads that we identify as true contenders. If they're healthy, once we get into January, this is a team that nobody wants to play. I think that, at least for me, today on a Tuesday, that's where I draw the line, though, guys. When I think about the road to the Super Bowl going through X place, to me it's really four teams. It's Philly, it's Kansas City, it's Baltimore, and it's San Francisco. And yes, the Lions are in the mix. The Browns, even though they don't have the quarterback position locked down, their defense is so great. The Cowboys, the Jaguars, there's there's other teams that you're putting in the Super Bowl contender conversation, or at least this is going to be a playoff team that can make some noise conversation. But to me, it's those four teams, and then it's a line, and everybody else is below them. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your telephone number to join the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Did last night open a window for any other teams? We brought up Baltimore, we brought up San Francisco, we brought up Detroit, the Cowboys. Ricardo in North Carolina, listening on 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh. What's up, Ricardo? Man, what's up with you guys this morning, man? Um, I got a couple things to say right quick. First, candy, we need to get bro down to Big Mama House and get on them candy yams or something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. You already know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Malls, I got a Baltimore Ravens jersey for you, baby. Oh, send Forget it in. Forget Cincinnati. Come on, hit a Baltimore. Come hit a Baltimore. Oh, they, wait, wait. Yes. Ricardo, this is interesting. We're going to let you finish. Everybody's been trying to bid for Smalls' NFL fandom. Yes. Cincinnati was in the lead. Burrow gets hurt. She conveniently pieces out on Cincinnati. <laughs> now do we have Baltimore, Baltimore as an option for you? What do you think, Smalls? Well, Strong I, city, baby. Strong w- city. I will tell you, Ricardo, when your team leaves you and then they trash you on the way out, feeling wanted is half the battle. So just you extending the invitation, I, I'm <laughs> loving it. Yes, yes, yes. And see, see, my thing is this right here, right? Kansas City played Detroit first of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Baltimore smacked Detroit, okay? My boy Kenny, he raves about the Browns' defense. What did, how many points Baltimore put on? Like, the past year, last year, I want to say before Lamar got hurt, I want to say he had the lead in the fourth quarter against uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Like, he's beat these – had the lead on these great elite teams with no weapons. 
Now you give them weapons with a healthy Odell, Zay, and Mark might come back. Oh man, I mean, you got to come to you got to come to Baltimore. It's gonna be rough for anybody this year. I mean, oh no doubt, there's no question about it. If you got to go to M and T Bank Stadium, it's gonna be a problem. The only issue with that is if you look at the remaining schedule for the Ravens and you look at the remaining schedule for the Chiefs, it ain't close. The Chiefs have essentially a cakewalk. There's only one team that they play that's over 500 in their remaining seven games, and that's the Buffalo Bills, and that game is in Arrowhead. Now, conversely, when you look at the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, you do have dates with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the San Francisco 49ers, both of those games on the road, then the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers at home to finish up the season. That is a hellified final four games in your in your regular season. So I, I guess the road to getting the one seed is that much easier for Kansas City. And if you're asking me, who do I like in a game between the Ravens and Chiefs, I'm going to turn around and ask you, where's that game at? And that's going to inform my answer. Right now, that game would be in Baltimore. They have the one seed, obviously, as CC has mentioned, very much subject to change based on that Kansas City schedule or lack thereof in terms of the strength of schedule coming up the rest of the way here for KC in the AFC. All right, coming up, we will have I'm Over It, but first, Farm Fresh Christmas Trees. This is important. My buddies Cubby and Larry are operating this this is something that a lot of people don't realize, that when you go out there and you buy the fake Christmas trees, you're hurting people. It's an incredibly important message this holiday season. If you want to continue to help save the American farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Well, what do you mean? What do they have to do with one another? Very simply, if you buy the fake Christmas trees, that means American farmers could be losing their jobs. They're the ones planting them. They're the ones nourishing them. They're the ones growing them. Well, if you're buying all the fake ones, how are they going to be employed? Plus, there are plenty of other benefits towards buying real Christmas trees, like creating those real, authentic holiday memories, that smell, that touch, that taste around that Christmas tree. They're safer for them, the environment. Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Again, if you buy the real ones, you save the American farmer's job, the Christmas farmer, Christmas tree farmer's jobs by giving them something to work on here. The fake ones puts them out of business. Get more information online, plus participate in cool contests at getrealkeepitreal.com. That's getrealkeepitreal.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. Pat Costello is our producer. He gives us things that bother him, that annoy him, that he's over every day at this time. What do you have, Pat? I'd like to start with a little piece of audio from our good buddy, Chris Carlin. He was at, uh, at the airport, and, uh, well, this is what happened. Terminal moments ago to get to my flight, normal speed. I look up, and a good 40 feet in front of me, minimum, if not more, I see a guy walking toward me, head down in his phone, keeps walking, doesn't look up once, not once. I am not exaggerating here. And I just say, as he gets closer and he's about to run into me, head up. And he looks up as he walks by and he says, that's obnoxious. What? I'm obnoxious? Am I obnoxious for saying head up? No, no. All right, I mean to follow up. Like I know I'm obnoxious, but am I obnoxious in that scenario? Just a little clarification there. Okay, please tell me. Uh, yeah, so here's the issue. I love Carlin. Apostrophe S is needed. Head up is an order to someone you don't know. Heads up is a protection from walking into someone. Saying head up is I'm telling you what to do. Saying heads up means we're about to walk into each other i think carlin's wrong i love carlin i know cc hosted with him forever i'm telling you in this case the apostrophe s is needed just saying so here's the issue that i took with it clearly carlin was looking to pick a fight with this guy (laughs) yes when he's he's like i saw him from 40 feet away that's that's a long distance to see someone walking towards you and just keep walking directly at them he he wanted to pick the fight yeah, I, at the, Pat. At that point, I don't know why he just didn't barrel into the guy. Like, like I mean, well, the guy had him. his head down. It's not as if the guy could have got upset at Carlin because he wasn't looking. Just barrel into the guy to prove a point if you want to. But saying head up when you could have just as easily sidestepped him and walked around him, I don't know, big fella. That's one of those you got to miss me with. I I love Carlin. I love him. I think he he has really good takes when it comes to being aware in social settings. But that's one of those where he missed the mark on that one. You either barrel right into the guy to teach him a lesson or you sidestep the guy and you keep it pushing. I don't think you can give him the whole head up thing or heads up thing and not get the reaction that he got with the you're being obnoxious. I'm just saying. I am disagreeing with all of you guys. I am so Team Carlin on this one, and maybe it's because it feels personal because I live in New York City and I am in a sea of people where everyone's eyes are down at their phone all the time. It is up to you to be heads up aware of your surroundings. Just because you're scrolling TikTok and you can't be bothered to look in front of you does not mean that Carlin has to get out of the way. I think saying heads up or head up, whatever, however he phrased it to him, is a nice way of saying, yo, pay attention, you're being rude. Because that's what people are now. They're rude. They think that everyone needs to just get out of their way so they continue scrolling and walking uh, about their day. And it drives me nuts. 
I think the apostrophe S matters. I really do. I really do well, believe small, that. Smalls, I'll say this, and, and, and I'm and I'm right there with you because I live in New York City too. I'm on the Upper West Side. When I'm walking down the street, if I can't sidestep the person because there's not enough room on the sidewalk, I will literally stop and make the person <laughs> run into me or walk around me. I am not going to to go out of my way and contort myself to try to get out of your way if I don't have any room, and I don't want to be rude and just barrel into you. So I'll make it clear and obvious that you're the rude one by literally stopping in my tracks and forcing you to walk around me or to run into me. Good that is it. CC I know it is sounds taking, weird, no, you're taking a charge. CC is it. taking a charge basically in the streets of New Essentially, York Essentially, that's City. what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Good. I, Good. I actually think that makes you the rude one. No. How does that make me rude? Because you're rude. intentionally, you're in, now intentionally trying to pick a fight with someone because of your. You he wants the you offense. No, 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 Pat, you got it wrong. I'm not picking a fight. I'm saying when there's not room on the sidewalk, when there are a lot of people out, if I can't move out of your way, if I can't sidestep left or right, then I'm literally going to stop. And we'll figure this thing out. And if you don't stop, that's on you. For whatever reason, if you're not paying attention or you just don't give a damn, that is on you. That's not on me. I could be mean and just run you over. Is that what you want, Pat? Do you want me to just put on shoulder pads and run through the people on the sidewalks in New York City? Does that make you feel better? I I don't don't think that's what the people really want. So I'm trying to not be rude by stopping and giving them an opportunity to, to... to try to figure this thing out and figure their way around me. I'm just saying. I love that, CC, because you're teaching that person a lesson. And you just hit the nail on the head for me. It's that no one cares about other people anymore. Everyone thinks the world revolves around them. I don't know if it's social media in our increasingly narcissistic digital world that it's somehow translated into actual society. But people just think that they can do whatever they want and that everybody has to form around them. And I'm so sick of people being so addicted to their phones that they can't can't look up and have spatial awareness and be considerate of the people around them. And I love that you are going to stand in front of them and that's going to be a big wake-up call for a lot of people on the streets of the Upper West Side when they're running into you because they're too self-absorbed to pay attention. Yeah, totally. You can follow her at M. Smallman on all social media where she posts about her nights, her weekends, and everything like that. What else, Pat? All right, quick one. Uh, I don't need anything green on my plate. Stop trying to sell me on things green on Thanksgiving. I just give me shades of tan, your yellows, your oranges. Bravo. That's all I need. I do Bravo. not need green. Bravo. Green is for the, the rest tum- of the year. Autumnal plate. <laughs> yeah, it's green is for the rest of the year. I'll yeah. eat. I'll eat broccoli and asparagus the rest of the year. You want a beige plate? Beige. Yeah, totally agree. Total, well said. Enough with the healthy stuff on Thanksgiving or big holidays or fun uh, eating days. No. On Sundays. Watching football, nothing green, unless it's lettuce within a sandwich that you're See, having. That, that's where I got to disagree with you slightly, Pat. Collard greens. I got to have collard greens on my plate with a little bit of fat back in the greens. My mom throws a little dash of sugar in there, too. Ooh. Just a little, give it a little special kick. But collard greens got to be on my plate for Thanksgiving. That's got to have. That's the only thing green I need, but I got to have some greens on Thanksgiving. Got to. By the way, CC just played out one hypothetical that I'd actually let, like to see come true. He said, what do you want me to do? Wear shoulder pads and a uniform walking down the streets? Yes, I actually would love to see that. He's in his Giants full uniform walking on the streets in New York City. Oh, you want to run into me? Head up. Head up. Because I got my uniform. I'm wearing cleats on the streets of the city. 
when Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.